Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Rama Rama Ray, a movie about an escaped inmate from death row who ends up on a road trip with an old man, an engaged couple, and some other characters. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the last in our indie movie series, and it's Canadian film, Rana Rama 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 Ray. I don't know if they actually say Canadian. I don't know. Maybe it's some other <laughs> thing. It's, of course, the language Canada, and uh, it's spelled differently than our northern neighbors, Canada. Yes, I'm sure it's Canada. It is not. It's, it's Canada. Canada. Oh, goodness. That's yeah. confusing. I know, right? I for said it differently, assuming for, for, it was for differently part of the said. World. Yeah. And then I heard somebody say it really distinctly in like in a movie, and I was like, oh, never mind, it's the same. That's so confusing. That's funny. Well, this movie felt the most like an indie movie of any that we have watched. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It feels like an art house movie. It, it felt that's what it felt like, yes. An art house movie. I was trying to think of how to describe it, but the yeah, other ones just kind of felt of, low budget. This sure. one feels like an art house movie. Yeah, no, it didn't feel like they were missing anything they wanted or needed, but there's not a ton of dialogue, especially from some characters. Mm-hmm. There's no dancing. The scenery is very sparse. Yeah, you're left to infer a lot of stuff. And, like, obviously, if I knew more about Hinduism, this would have meant more to me also, because I think a lot of it was... Yeah. About that. I know. I do wish I knew a little bit more of the nuances of Hinduism for what some of the things that are going on. However, I mean, this movie does rely, I think, heavily on the concept of Dharma. I mean, obviously, one of the main characters is named Dharma, but Mm -hmm. I think it's relying heavily on the concept of Dharma, especially at the end. And it opens with dialogue from with Sita and some other a siege yeah it's from a tv show that the prison guard is watching but when you first start hearing it it's over black and so Mm -hmm. all you're seeing is or if you can understand the language hearing is the dialogue that's talk where sita's talking about i made a mustard-sized wish and it destroyed my life basically Mm -hmm. like it lost me rama and now i'm here and i have to walk through fire to prove that she was not unfaithful yeah also to preserve Lord Ram's dignity. Yeah. So I don't think there's any real explicit parallel. Because this is an art house film, <laughs> I don't think there's any very specific parallel of like, oh, this is exactly parallel to Sita's situation. But I think it's interesting to look at the mustard-sized wishes that these characters made. Mm-hmm. Or even just decisions that they made that sent them on a path that they weren't expecting. Absolutely. Or that had a lot of consequences for other people who weren't them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Sita didn't do anything wrong by wanting the golden deer. Right. No. There wasn't anything inherently wrong with that. So it's not like she's being punished for something that was wrong. Mm-mm. No, she just has to prove... Yeah, but because... after that. Right. Because she wanted that, it sent her on... A journey that no one could have expected, which wound up with her mm-hmm. walking through fire. I yes. mean, spoiler alert for the Ramayana. 
But although that gets ruined in like the first five <laughs> minutes of the movie anyway, if if you you were waiting on that. <laughs> so Yeah. Also like most Indian movies spoil the Ramayana. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh so Rose, what is Dharma? Dharma is and this is only based on my understanding of it. Gotcha. As a not not a practicing Hindu, my understanding of Dharma <laughs> is that it is essentially one's duty. And it's one's duty more in the sense of this is the right thing to do, but in the sense of it is your place in life. It's the do your duty because it's your place in life. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a farmer's duty is to work the fields. Right. A mother's duty is to care for her children. And it can be something that you're born into, especially in India where you have a caste system. Right. So that I think was, it, it can be used in ways that are like make sense, but it can also be used and was a lot to back up the caste system. Right. And also there's a it's conversation. It's not my fault I was born to be rich. Yeah. Um, and it's only by fulfilling your dharma that you live a purposeful life. But mm-hmm. there is a conversation between Krishna and Arjun in whatever the name of the epic is that they're in, where Arjun, who's a warrior, says, basically wants to stop fighting mm-hmm. in this battle. I'm pretty sure this takes place in like the middle of a battle, so good timing. And Krishna's like, well, it doesn't matter if you don't understand why this battle is being fought. It doesn't matter if you want to fight this battle. Like It is your dharma as a soldier, so get up and fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a very strong Hindu concept. So... We start with uh, the inmate escaping. He's on death row. He It's a huge deal in the media, and they're looking everywhere for him because it's a huge gaffe for the prison and for the government in general. Yeah. The police in general, that they can't catch him. His mugshot's everywhere. There's a huge reward for him. Ten lakh. Yes. Which is, a lakh is 10000 so it's like $100,000. Rupees. Rupees. Tenlock rupees is the equivalent rate currently of about $12,000. And they're not living in slums or anything, but they're in villages that are kind of remote. They live simple lives. Right, which is why all of this happens, because this this van that is being driven, this jeep that's being driven around is one of the only vehicles that they're seeing in, you know, like a week or whatever it is. And this guy was part of a band of people that they killed a bunch of cops. And I don't know if he really did it, I assume, but that's not really gotten into. So he's dangerous, he's unarmed, he's just running around. You see him at the beginning, and this is real that the actor did, which is like, I mean, he lost like 60 pounds or something for this movie because you see him at the beginning and he's kind of got a round face and he's got some extra, not a ton, but some extra weight on him. And like, by the time you see him again, the movie really starts. Mm-hmm. He is great. His hair's long and he looks like he's been living on the road. And you see a lot of shots of him like living out in nature and, and almost mm-hmm. like an animal. And at first, you see he's, like, ecstatic. He's so happy. He's bathing in a river. He's so super happy. Increasingly, and by the time we see him, he doesn't have any joy at all. Yeah. He is just terrified. He's just running. He's so afraid of death. He's living only to exist. 
And I think it's also interesting with the conversation about the golden deer at the beginning Mm -hmm. that he is almost like an animal and he's hunted Mm -hmm. like a deer. Yeah. And worth a lot. Yes. (laughs) So I I do think it's an interesting parallel between him and the golden deer. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, because in some scenarios, he actually does end up being a little more explicitly the golden deer later on. But, of course, it's also made clear in the movie, no one is ever trying to defend his crime. Like, it's pretty obvious that he was rightfully committed. No one ever talks about it. Mm -mm. He doesn't protest his innocence or say the punishment was too harsh or anything. No. So, um, he's somewhat sympathetic when we see him, but because of how much he's reverted to almost an animal nature and is really just living for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he can and be really little, just out of fear. Yeah. He really can be a little difficult to connect to. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's nice about the movie is that all of these characters, there's not really like a hero character where you're like, Oh, I'm rooting for this guy. It really is not. All of the characters are flawed. Yeah. The one guy that I liked was the soldier. Oh, well, yeah. He's the, the guy. only one he's... who doesn't have any problems, but he's a very tangential and character. And his mother, yes. Oh, his mother was the best. Yeah. But for our four main characters, all of them are flawed, but likable. I mean, they're normal human beings. They're not, you know. Sure. I don't want to make it seem like this is a real downer because everyone's so awful. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like that. It's just that, you know, we... we meet this couple who is eloping and intercast couple right and so a lot of times in india especially from villages when people are eloping it's actually really dangerous because they're doing it because their families don't approve that's usually going to be a difference in caste it can be for other reasons any reason is dangerous because there are a lot of people in situations like that who still feel like it's okay to imprison and forcefully marry them off to other people best case scenario worst case scenario just kill them yeah so they are literally running for their lives seems like they didn't really think it through (laughs) they're in a super remote place they they're like we've been waiting for an hour and like you're like that doesn't seem like that long and then you realize how dire their situation is and they're like we gotta get out of here yeah and you're like, and that's oh, why they're-, they're so forceful about like no we are getting a ride with you <laughs> exactly and they're gonna be you're like okay the, these people are gonna be likable and sympathetic the woman is mostly <laughs> no but the guy Mm-mm. that's the guy that's named Dharma Dharma he is right a loud mouth he is pushy he's loud he's selfish he's all these things and you're like are you so this doesn't have you reconsidering this at all lady. <laughs> But she seems to know what... I mean, she clearly knows what he's like. And she can kind of get him to do what she wants him to do. Mm -hmm. So their relationship's interesting. Because I'm like, oh, I could totally believe that this would be an eloping couple. Right. And so the the other of the two main main characters we haven't even really talked about. Because honestly, you don't learn that much about him ever. And he's mostly reacting to other people in this movie. Yeah, and he seems to have lived a lonely life. He's not Mm -hmm. married. He has no children. Um, He's driving out here in the middle of nowhere, got a trunk full of ropes, and he's got, yeah, he's, before he's left, he's blessed the car. Yeah, exactly. And the guy's like, do you sell ropes? And he's like, yes. (laughs) Stop asking questions. Yeah. But the other problem, of course, is that 
there's a piece of paper with the guy's mugshot on it, the convict's mugshot on it. So that creates mm-hmm. complications as well. Yeah, just part of the newspaper. Yeah. And even though there's no sing, there's no dancing in this, there is actually quite a bit of music. Yes, there is a lot of music. Yeah. Which was yeah. nice. It was, was, it was kind of like folksy seeming. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the local flavor. Yeah. And this is a movie that would probably be best for teenagers just because I don't think children... I mean, if you could get a teenager to get sit through it, that would also be impressive. But children aren't going to like They're going to have to like art house movies. If they like art house movies, they right. would honestly probably love this movie. Yeah, they would. <laughs> and they'd be insufferable about they'd it. They'd be so insufferable <laughs> about it. Oh, God, help their friends and relatives after they see this. But definitely kind of an advanced movie, I would say. Because oh, yeah, it it is expecting you to understand a fair amount about Hinduism, more than I know, honestly. But oh, I, I at least knew enough to be able to follow the major threads of it. Yeah. But also, intercaste marriages, eloping in India, families that want to possibly kill people that are doing that. Mm-hmm. Even just living such a remote life that you're like, well, this is the one car that's come by here. Like, you have to help me. Yeah. It actually made me think of a book that I read that was set in Australia where this guy was um, basically outcast by the town because he had driven by and he immediately he turned around like 10 minutes later, but he, he saw a broken down car with his ex father in law in it and drove by him and didn't stop. And in that part of the world, it was a death sentence because within like a few hours, he could have been dead. Oh. So he turned around, but by then it was too late. Someone else had picked him up and the father-in-law said what he had done. So it was like you tried to kill him, basically. And I mean, yeah, this is this is a rough area. Yeah. And I do like the landscape when the movie first opens is very stark. But as it goes on, I feel like you see more and more signs of life. Mm-hmm. It is stark, though. Remember those two guys taking pictures? They're like, this is great. Yeah, there's a pile of rocks. Let's take a Look picture. Look at these artful piles of rocks. Oh, that was actually really cute. There so were a lot a of, yeah, there were a lot of really oh, yeah, funny. Let's take, a, let's take some selfies. Yeah. This is like one of the only actually one-armed people I've seen on film. Yeah. And they didn't even really make a big deal about it. Most of these people don't seem to have been in many other things, no. if anything. And actually, the old man died before it came out. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, hopefully his children appreciated it. Yeah, he was really good. But yeah, this is a really funny movie, and there's a lot of little funny bits in it. I mean, including yeah. the opening with the guard, the prison guards watching the <laughs> serial drama, whatever it was. And then, like, there's a prison escape happening, but it's right at the climax of the episode. And she's so, about to walk through the fire, and they're like, they're going to the window, and they're like, well, maybe we should hang on, though. Yeah. And she's walking through the fire. Well, it is happening out there. Well, <laughs> there's, like, alarms going it's on. almost done, though. Yeah. So there yeah. are a lot of little funny moments. And that's really the my favorite part about this movie is all of those little funny character moments. Well, I also really like the people that are working on the prison, and they're like, okay, how much do we pay you? And they're like... Oh, whatever you pay us is fine. Then they're like, okay, that's not enough. One one more hundred hundred more rupees. Yeah. Like we we did your job for you. We did it right. Yeah. We actually meant we wanted more, not, not yeah. less. And also this is an old banknote, no one will take it. No, it'll, it'll be fine. No one will take it. Look for another one. <laughs> I know, I loved that. I don't have uh here here's some change and also like some chocolates. Hey, give us money, not chocolates. <laughs> I know. That whole scene was really funny. Yeah. I liked it a lot. 
Okay, so I think that's all for non-spoilers. Let's do spoilers after the interval. So, <laughs> what people, everything will tell you about this movie before you, if you're looking at what it is, everyone will say this, but I think it's a spoiler and you don't find it out until halfway through the movie, which is that the old man is a retired police executioner. And I don't think I thought of it as a spoiler. I would need to rewatch the beginning to see if there were clues. And only because, I mean, of course, I read all of the des descriptions before I ever watched the movie in the first place. So I knew going well, in. And I watched it too, but I feel like you're supposed to think more about, like, let him have his emotions that you think he's having before you realize what his job is. Because to me, it robs him of even what little character he has up until then mm -hmm. because you're just projecting that onto him yeah which combined with like him only reacting to other people mostly being exasperated that mm -hmm. he's having to do all these things yeah it just i feel like it would have been better if i hadn't known but yeah. yeah so he's actually on his way to teach a prison how to execute people yes that's why he has all the rope I know, it's like, has it been a while since you guys have needed to do this? Or this is the only guy competent of teaching people? Like, who's been doing it up till now? Maybe he's the only guy who's, like, good but also retired. Yeah, who's free to go to do that. drive through middle of nowhere. Karnataka. Yeah. He certainly had to have taken his time to get there, because, I mean... He was very delayed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're in that situation, it's not like they said, be here for this execution on this date. Yeah, I guess, I you guess know, that's true. I, what does it matter? But thank goodness it didn't matter, because, yeah, there was all of that stuff <laughs> with the couple. There was the pregnant lady who needed, apparently, just the back of a Jeep. I know, I guess they thing. were trying to get her to the hospital, and then she... She couldn't make it. Yeah. And uh, it was really funny. They were like, oh, you you did so much. And I was like, I feel like that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they did basically nothing they except let her into much. the back of the Jeep. I mean, I will say, what. so what they did actually, I think, was drive her home in a Jeep where she could lie down. Yeah. Like, that, I think, was probably really helpful. Because their car had a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the important things to remember, I think, when watching the movie is that um, you know, in Hinduism, obviously, like, you're reincarnated, so life is much more cyclical. Um, mm -hmm. And I think you get a lot of that when the baby shows up. Yeah. So you have people in the movie that are at all stages of life, but they're united by the birth of the baby. Mm -hmm. Because especially when they hear the baby crying... It yeah. speaks to a more basic part of them. Yeah. And they are compelled to help whether they want to or not. And they don't really want to. They don't want to. No, the convict really was like super duper going to run away from all of it. Yeah. 
but honestly got waylaid in a very physical way mm-hmm. uh, by the mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being in close enough proximity to this lady that needed help that he was like, no, I guess I should. I know. Because I love that when she finally unties him, because she's just looking for anyone to help. And he's just like, okay, great. Bye. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not sitting here. She's like, I helped you. I untied you. This guy you tied up and I untied you. And I'm like, why did you untie him? He was tied up for a reason. Because here's the thing. I'm like, you are not worried enough because in the situation where one man is driving another man tied up in the back of his car, one of these people is crazy or violent. Yeah, exactly. And you aren't taking precautions around either one of them. No, and I think that's just how desperate she was. She yeah, was she like, was. Um, okay, just my luck. Flat tire. Then this guy's going to help me. But he has a head wound and he keeps passing out. And then this other guy is tied up, so I untied him. But now he's running away. Yeah. What is happening here? Why will no one help me? Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. But then, of course, the moment in the middle of the night when the baby is crying and won't go to sleep. And so they're going to make a hammock for the baby or cradle the just the whole imagery in that scene was just mm-hmm. beautiful i mean you know haunting of course but yeah <laughs> where it's done with the shadows the rope mm-hmm. the the convict ties the rope and it looks like a noose and yeah. it's the executioner who helps tie the rope into something that can be used as a cradle yeah uh and they do it together for the sake of the baby that was just a really nice moment yeah it really was and it was also nice because that's where, I mean, Dharma wants so bad to get that reward money. Mm-hmm. And he is just scheming and dreaming. And then he's like, well, but we got to turn this guy in, right? Because it's like our whole future. Yeah. And his fiance, you can tell that she does not agree, which is nice because you're like, yeah, she's probably going to fix this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's just like, nope, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. done and done. Exactly. And all of his worst instincts, she curbs. When he's like, well, maybe we should just steal this guy's bike and get out of here. She's like, what are you saying? <laughs> We're not going to steal his bike. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's very willing to, at least throughout most of the movie, he's very willing to, someone put anything on the line and helped you, He'll turn around and take everything. Yeah. Because he's like, well, I need it. But in the end, Dharma is fulfilled. In spite mm-hmm. of the fact that the convict at this point still would like to escape. Sure. Um, but the ending of the movie is basically informed by Dharma because mm-hmm. it is the co- convict's Dharma to die and mm-hmm. the executioner's Dharma to kill him. Right. And he realizes that if if Dharma had just given him up... Dharma the character. Dharma the character had just given him up to their families, they wouldn't still be after them. And so he does make a stand mm-hmm. and put himself on the line for that. Yeah. Because they're risking their safety to drive away with them. Yeah. And Dharma, he can tell that Dharma, the person, finally sees him as a person. Yeah. Who's worth helping. Yeah, more not than just, just a, ten lock. Not just ten lock. <laughs> And the executioner also sees that. Mm-hmm. He sees that he's he's a person and he's he at least can be good. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to execute him. Mm-hmm. But, but it's his duty. He has to. Yeah. It's a very different ending than I think what an American movie would do. Yeah. But I really like it a lot. 
Uh, yeah, an American movie would have let the guy go yeah. at the end. The executioner. That would have been like the executioner's arc also mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I shouldn't be an executioner and let him go off into the mm-hmm. wilderness. Because he doesn't commit any other crime when he's on the run. Mm-mm. He's not, he, for whatever he did, he doesn't seem like an intrinsically like violent or crazy or no evil person. No, he doesn't. But the fact that they don't get into it is almost better because he'd be, he's better. more of an archetype. You're not having to parse out, like, well, was this really worth the sentence? It's like, that's it's not important. Thing. We're not trying to, that's not what the movie is about. And we're yeah. not trying to, like, get everybody's nuanced judgments in here about what did this guy actually deserve or how bad was he. Yeah. So anyway, a nice little movie from Canada. Yeah. It's the only one I've ever seen from there. So yeah. that language. It's really good. But hopefully it won't be the last. Hopefully the director does some stuff. Other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So our next series, which will be getting next time, will be women's movies. uh, (laughs) Which I should feel like I should specify means movies about, like, women's issues. Not just movies with women in them. (laughs) Uh, Finally see some women. (laughs) The first one, which is what we'll do next time, will be Tumhari Sulu. Which is kind of a funny movie about a housewife who becomes a DJ on the radio at night. (laughs) Nice. A nice little movie starring Vidya Balan, who we've seen in other things. Kahani? Yes, that's true. Recently, Kahani. Nice. Then we'll do a movie called Door, which means string. Ooh. And this is a movie about two women who don't know each other, but they wind up coming together in an unexpected way because of an incident that happens between their husbands. Mm-hmm. Then we'll watch Pink. I finally have to watch that movie. Yes. It's a cri- like a legal drama. About- Starring famed woman Amitabh Bakcha. <laughs> I know. He is <laughs> literally the biggest face on the poster yeah. of this women's movie. Amitabh Bakchan is a lawyer who's helping three women sue the men who attacked them. Mm. Yeah. Then we'll watch Water, a very Western-style movie. It's set in the 1930s, and it's about an eight-year-old girl who has been married in, like, a child wedding, and then Mm -hmm. her husband dies, so now she's considered a widow, and she has to go live at a widow's house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, very interesting part of Indian culture. And then, finally, we'll watch Secret Superstar. (laughs) <laughs> which is an American movie. I thought so. He's just like a crazy music producer in it, but it, it's actually about <laughs> a teenage girl who is living in kind of an abusive household, and but she wants to be a musician, so she starts uploading songs to YouTube. And so it's about that. So that will be our next set of movies. And again, the first movie is Tumhari Sulu which is available on Amazon Prime. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Everybody, yeah.